Welcome to Wisdom Tips with Dr. Connie Green. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Green. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to talk about a wonderful topic today that we all need to be practicing and doing. Sometimes we don't do it. We just let it go. But I want us to deal with what we're going through. So today's topic and episode that we're going to be talking about is how to master unresolved issues. How to master unresolved issues. We're going to really just dive right on in and talk about it a little bit. I'm here to drop pearls of true wisdom so you can live your best life. Someone asked you a question. Have you ever, ever in your life had something that would just shook you to your core and you were so upset you didn't know how you was going to deal with it? Well, unresolved issues will cause you to be distracted. It will cause you to lose your purpose and your destiny. And we don't want that to happen, do we? No. So we're going to have to jump right on some of these issues that we're going through that we don't want to resolve. Sometimes we just put it in the back of our mind and we just pretend like it's not even there and it continues to bother us over and over and sometimes years. So I want us to stop a moment, think about something that you've been dealing with for a long time. Maybe it's been years ago. It could have been even as long as 20 years or more ago. And you still haven't dealt with that unresolved issues. We've got some of us still won't even speak to some of our family members. Some people don't speak to their parents. Some people haven't seen their parents in years or haven't seen their brothers and sisters or a best friend or somebody that hurt them or somebody that was very close to them that they really trusted that did something to them. And so you just hold on to those type of things and you don't realize that those type of things can cause anxiety, can cause uh, depression, stress, and it can affect other relationships. Uh-huh. It can affect other relationships. I remember when I first got married, I was very young. And my with my father killing my mom and everything, I didn't trust men. I literally didn't trust them. I tried to do the best I could to have a good, wholesome relationship with my husband. But constantly, I was always at odds about something he said to me, how he said it, how he spoke to me, how he tried to tell me things that I should or should not do. It would always make me feel like he was uh, my father in a way I could think I could think back on my father, how he was, would tell my mother to do different things and how he would communicate with her. And I didn't like the way he did it with my mom. So when I got married, my husband could just say something really simple and I would just fly off the handle for no reason because I had that unresolved issue that my dad had killed my mom. So I didn't trust men. So if he, if he even looked like he was going to raise his voice, I would just go crazy. I would just go crazy on him. And so I, because why? Because I never dealt with that unresolved issue. So that's why we're going to talk about that tonight. So you can learn how you can be master over your unresolved issues by just doing a few things that we're going to talk about tonight. So if you are really excited about this topic tonight and you know, somebody else that needs to hear it, please tell them about this broadcast simply by sharing this broadcast so others can see it. So let's talk about it. You know, you know, the issues that I'm talking about is issues that have really like shook you to your core and that just have just rocked you, just took you off balance. You didn't even know they were coming and they just came and there it was. And so you were so upset about it and you say, well, I'm going to do something about it. And uh, you, you tried to reconcile the situation. And seemed like it just fell on deaf ear. 
So what am I saying? Sometimes the re, the uh, re, unresolved issues are things that we have done to somebody to hurt someone. And that person is upset with us. So then we go and we ask the person to forgive us. And we try to discuss the situation and talk to the person. And many times they don't want to hear it. And so you just let it go. And so that's what I don't want you to do. Just let it go. Now, I'm not saying you got to constantly go back to people and beg them to forgive you or beg them to uh, keep telling them that you're up, you're, you're sorry that you offended them or whatever. I'm not telling you to do that. But what I am telling you to do is that you got to forgive them and you got to move on. Once you've done all you know to do about the unresolved situation, don't just put it in the back of your head and say, well, I just don't care. They didn't they didn't forgive me. They didn't want to hear everything I had to say. So I'm done with them. No, you don't have to just be done with them, but you can be done with the bitterness and the anger that you feel because you press your way out there to do what you were supposed to do. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, that's the issues that we have, then they fall on deaf ear and we just decide I'm not going to do anything about it. So when these major storms come in our life, it is often revealed whether or not we're going to be able to be strong and master those situations or whether we're just going to let it go you know, and, you know, and just not even deal with it. So I want to ask you two questions. I wanted you to even ask yourself those two questions. The first one is, are you strong enough? Are you strong enough to, to decide that you're going to master these unresolved issues? And number two, are you determined that you're going to resolve these issues? You personally, are, are you going to do it? Or are you going to try to get somebody go out before you and, and try to talk to the person and say, you know, you need to go talk to sister Ann because, you know, she's really dealing with what you, what she did and she wants you to really forgive her, but, you, but you're not moving forward in it. No, you don't need anybody else to do your dirty work. Uh-huh. I said dirty work because it probably was dirty because if the person is offended or something you did to hurt them, you, you got to try to do reconciliation as much as you can. But even when we do reconciliation, sometimes they don't want to do, they don't want to move forward. So you don't want to give up. You want to be strong and you want to be determined because you want to master this thing. Right. Yeah. We want to master it. So what I would say to you is, yes, it's possible, but you got to do the work. So what do you what do you mean by that, Dr. Green, do the work? You've got to do the work and make a decision that you're going to do four things. And it's many, many more things. But I just want to deal with this four at this particular time. Number one, you got to stop being offended about everything. Somebody ought to put that in the comment. You've got to stop being offended about everything. So you are the one that at this particular time has caused this unresolved issue. And now you're offended because they didn't forgive you. Or you could be on the other side of of the table. They could be the one that offended you and you don't want to do anything about it. You're still offended because of what they did. I can't believe they did that to me. I can't believe they said that to me. I can't believe they double crossed me. I can't believe I let them borrow some money and they didn't give me the money back. And then when you go and you ask for the money, then they get offended. Now you really mad because you saying, now, wait a minute, I'm the one gave them a hundred dollars. And then when I ask for the money, they get an attitude. Uh oh, have you been there? Yeah, you've been there. And sometimes we just walk away and we forget it. But did you not know everything that you come, everything that you are confronted with in life, if you don't deal with it, it stays with you. It's in your heart, it's in your mind, and then it will affect your body. You get pains in your body and in your neck. And uh, you start gaining weight because that cortisone, when you have stress, it's a known fact. 
you know, through uh, education and training, as well as uh, all kind of data out there can tell you that cortisone will make your stomach big and you can start gaining weight if you don't deal with those toxic emotions that you're facing and that you're upset with. So you got to learn how to resolve those issues. And I don't care how long they, they, were, they have been. Just go ahead and try to resolve them so you can stop feeling better in your body. Number two, stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused and try to decide how you're going to do it and do it in the right way. Because sometimes it's how we say things that makes can offend a person again during that situation where you're trying to do something right. And it seems like it's falling on deaf ear. Maybe you're saying it the wrong way. So stay focused. Don't get all caught up in your feelings. Think about their feelings. Number two, keep the faith. You want to have faith in some of these things when you go go through that, that faith walk when you got to go apologize to somebody or you got to forgive somebody. It's, it can be very difficult, especially when you, you in the scripture, Bible tells us we got to forgive seven times 70. And so, you know, it's very hard sometimes to do that, but the Bible tells us to do it because if we don't, he won't forgive us. And so we don't want to go down that path. So you got to stay focused. You got to keep the faith. Like the disciples told Jesus, Lord, help out my unbelief. So it's all right sometimes when your, your faith is a little bit shaky. It don't mean you're going to be always be on top of everything spiritually. So when you're not and you see it, you get yourself together. You get back, you restart reading those scriptures, you get back to prayer. You get back to try to get those uh, good minds, uh, thoughts in your mind instead of the negative mindsets and, and get it together and get back on track. And I'm sure you'll do it because you are a survivor, right? And number four, don't give up put that in the comment. Don't give up. You can be great at mastering unresolved problems. All you have to do is what the, what the Bible tells us to do. You know, he told us to take up the cross and follow him. And he said, those that save their lives will lose their life. So God wants us to give our life to him totally, 100%, no matter what we're going through, we got to put God ever before us because he died on the cross. He showed us the example. So we got to die out to what? Self. Somebody ought to put that in the comments, self. It's not saying a literal death that you're going to just go kill yourself. See, I got to cover all bases because some people may not know about scriptures. But what I'm saying here, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. In other words, you got to deny your feelings. You got to deny your attitude. You got to deny that you've been hurt. You got to deny that they, maybe they took your money. All those things, you, although you know they happen, you got to deny your feelings. Go ahead and cry. I always tell people, go ahead and cry and get it over with. And then when it's over with, get up. From there, sitting down, God can't use you sitting down. Get up from there, dry your tears, get you some scriptures and pray and say, God, I'm having a difficult time in this situation and I can't handle this. And guess what? He will hear you. See, I'm trying to get you to start having a personal relationship with the Lord because he's the only one that can deliver you. You know, you can go to a lot of different counselors and stuff like that. And people can talk to you. You can have your best friends. But God truly wants you to come to him so he can help you in that area that you're dealing with. So another way I want you to really look at this is number, the, I don't know what number it is, but the, the next text that I'm going to talk about is um, identifying the crisis. I want you to identify the crisis because everything that we go through may not be a crisis. That unresolved problem that I'm asking you to, to, uh, to, to, to overcome and to master may not be an unresolved problem that needs attention right now. Can I say that again? It may not need attention right now. You know, uh, everything is not a crisis. 
So I'm not saying just get off this broadcast tonight and start calling up everybody you can think of that you had an unresolved issue because it may not be a crisis that you would have to do that at that minute. Sometimes that's why I say focus. Think about what you're doing. In the medical field, they call the term triage. Yeah, but you know, triage, it takes you to triage first. Triage determines the degree of the urgency of the wound or the illness of the person. So the, the nurses come in and they take your temperature, they, they, they check and see if you have if you got high blood pressure, they ask you some questions and all of that. And then then they determine what patients they're gonna take first. They're going to take the people that's in order, those that are hurting first, those that have true medical crisis, and then they will handle the major, not the major, but the minor medical crisis next. I'm going to tell you about a quick little story that happened to us just a few weeks ago. A family member of mine had to go to the emergency room. So we went to the emergency room and we waited. We told them what was going on and everything. They took a few tests. They took the vitals with the triage and all that stuff. And we had to wait in the emergency room for eight hours. I mean, it got so bad, they started feeding us sandwiches. And I ate me about two, two, two ham sandwiches. I was so hungry after that time. And then we decided that, well, you know what? This is not working. Uh, the, you know, the family member was in pain. And, they, and I kept going back to the nurses, letting them know what was going on. And they kept saying, we'll get to you when we can. But other people are ahead of you. Amalams are coming in. People with heart attacks are coming in. So you're just going to have to wait. So we will try to be patient as we could. But finally, we decided to go to another emergency room that was a little bit closer to our home. So we went to that emergency room and we waited three hours. So if you do the math, we actually waited 12 hours in an emergency room and at the time i was getting frustrated i was getting angry i had to, but i had to what focus i had to focus i had to realize okay now this is not number one crisis they did triage but the lady kept saying people coming in from in the ambulance people somebody got shot somebody got a heart attack then i started thinking about years ago when i took my husband to the hospital years ago this was like in 2015 and he was having some heart problems. As soon as we walked in the dome, we let them know what was going on. They took him right back. And if they hadn't have taken him right back, he could have died in the emergency room. So this triage thing is really, really very important. And I want you to get that, that you need to start doing some triage in your life and stop dropping everything and helping other folk that don't need help. If it's not an emergency, you need to stop saying no. You ought to go back to my YouTube, not my YouTube channel, but my Facebook page where I did a, a, a topic one time on learning how to say no. You can't help everybody. If it's not a crisis, don't jump up and try to run and do some stuff that you know that you, you didn't have time to do because it's going to cause you a bunch of headaches and frustration. So the importance of that triage is taking the people that really need it first. And so I want you to be able to handle what is truly a crisis first eliminate unnecessary situations let me say it again eliminate unnecessary situations in your life and you have more peace and less stress somebody ought to put that in the comment and remember you are a soldier in the armor of the lord the bible says in psalms 34 19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivered them out of them all not some of them out of them all so when we live the a Christian life of a soldier, because we're soldiers if you're a Christian. If you're not, we would love for you to be one. 
All you have to do is just ask God to come in your life and, and save you and set you free and get you in a good church that teaches a baptism in the Holy Ghost. And God will truly help you. But we, and, and those of us that are saved and, uh, and believers, we know that the life that we live is often painful. We suffer. We often have situations and circumstances. We have hard times. We have hardships. And we have a lot of things like that that will cause us to want to give up. But, you know, even people will cause us, you know, that we're very close to to make our life miserable. But we have to keep on going and then just accept and learn the purpose and the calling of our life. What we were called for. Why, why did God call us? We got all got something to do. So we got to make it through everything that we're going through. So God will know without a shadow of doubt if we are worthy to be called to do what he has called us to do. But before we can help anybody else, before we can go and help somebody else and ask them to forgive us on those unresolved issues, we got to first help ourselves. Mm. You must deal with your own issues first. Because see, what happens is if you haven't dealt with the issue you've got and you go and you ask somebody to forgive you on the issue that you have assaulted them with, then you're not going to be able to heal them. You're going to end up hurting them. So in order for you to help somebody else, you got to help your own self. So it was, so what am I saying? Am I saying that God can't use me if I have unresolved issues? No, that's not what I'm saying. Why? Because people that have hurt and pain in their life, they often, and that, that they often uh, sometimes feel crushed. They often learn through being broken how to become masters of mending themselves. So truly God wants to use you. That's the reason why sometimes we go through what we go through. So we'll know how to bless somebody else and sh and learn how to heal them and mend them. And But if you're hurting and you haven't got yourself together, it's best that you heal first before you go and approach that person that you need to reconcile with. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, 17, and uh, this was in uh, what's what's uh, the Amplified Bible. Yeah, I always like to quote what what verses it's in. Verse seventeen, he said, he said, "For now, I will let no man trouble me by making it necessary for me to justify my justify my authority as an apostle and absolute truth of the gospel." In other words, he said, "I bear in my body the branding marks." Of Jesus. In other words, he was saying, I bear in my body the wounds, the scars, and the other outward evidence of persecution. And these testify to him that I am ownership with God. So I want to talk to somebody about that tonight. If you're the type of person been wounded, you have scars, you have had persecution, you have been branded. God know who you are. And if you're still standing, hmm. Somebody ought to put that in the, in the comment. I'm still standing. You've been through hell and the high water. You have the authority to, to tell the enemy, I know who I am. God knows who I am because I have won the battle so many times of all the tests and situations that I have been through that I am literally mocked. And I have the authority to know who I am and God will bless and take care of every situation that I got going on in my life. Even when I am bleeding spiritually and emotionally, 
I can get healed and I can master those unresolved issues in my life. Yes, dear heart, you are a survivor. If you wasn't, you wouldn't be on this on this broadcast tonight. You're hungry. You want to hear from God. You want to know what you can do next in your in the problems in your life and the things that you're going through. And I am so glad that you joined us. And so before we close, we're going to go to the break and we want you to come back because I'm going to give you some tips. But I want you to remember, it is not wrong to have a broken heart, but you must first let God make you whole so he can use you. He specializes in healing the brokenhearted and binding up the wounds. So you don't have to be worried tonight if, you, if you're wounded and if you're crying and you're wondering where God is. He's here. He's here right now. And I'm glad about it. And I'm glad for you. Well, it's time for break. Stay tuned and please come right back. And don't forget to tell someone to share this broadcast by subscribing to this broadcast and touching the notification button so people will see what we're doing and what we're talking about. We're talking about how you can master. Yes, how you can master unresolved issues. We'll be right back after the break. God bless you. Welcome back. I'm so, so excited you stay with us. And if you're just joining us, please share this episode. We are discussing how to master unresolved issues. And I'm getting ready to share with you wisdom tips today on how to help you master unresolved issues. Tip number one, do not serve from an unhealed place. Let me say that again. Do not serve from an unhealed place. In other words, you can't heal nobody when you're hurting yourself. We just got through talking about that. So we don't want you to do that. Did you not know that in the Old Testament, you could not serve as a priest if you had a scab on you? Just a scab, which is an unhealed wound. So when you have an unhealed wound, you cannot help someone else because spiritually you're not fit. So that's what's going on even in the church. We're healing people, trying to heal people and praying for people and everything. And we're going through stuff ourselves. And you wonder why they're not getting healed and they're not getting delivered. You've got to make sure that you're here before you can heal somebody else. Number two, don't cover up your wound. 
Uh-huh. Sometimes you try to cover up. Somebody say, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh, are you really? No, some of us are not. So don't cover it up because others may bump into your bad day <laughs> and knock your protective cover off your scalp. Let me say that again. Hallelujah. Somebody may bump into you and take off your protective covering, which is your scalp. So what does that mean? You got to make sure you're here because somebody can fly. You can fly off the handle at any moment. Let me tell you what happened to me just this week. I was um I had taken my husband to a doctor's appointment and we was on our way back, stopped and got some lunch. And um, then we left. We was getting ready to go go home. And he said, I left my keys, at I think, at the restaurant. You got to turn back around. So I turned back around and uh, parked the car. And we got out. He had his door open. And I had my door open. And I had a little spot that I pulled into. And I knew it wasn't a parking space. But we were, you know, panicking, looking for his keys. And this little lady walks by, you know, and rose her eyes at me because I was on the other side of town. I see black folks ain't supposed to be on that other side of town. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to say it. So this lady, I'm not going to say, you know, what nationality she was. She looked at me and hollered at me and said, that's not a parking space. Really rude and mean. And I turned over and I said, ma'am, I know exactly what this is. I know this is not a parking space. And so I, after we found the keys, I got back in the car and Pastor said, I cannot believe she just asked you that or told you that. And something was inside of me just boiling. I was just getting so angry and upset. And I said, what in the world just happened? Number one, the lady don't even know me. She didn't ask me what I was doing while I was there. She shouldn't ask me anything, really, because she didn't own the restaurant. So I had to really focus, do everything I'm telling you to do. I had to focus. I had to be quiet. I had to get healed before I say something that I had no business in. And I had to get myself together. And in the moment I stopped praying, I said, Lord, I was praying to myself. I said, Lord, you got to take this spirit off of me because I'm getting very, very upset right about now. And the Lord put a song in my heart. I, how great thou art. Do y'all know that song? How great thou art. Well, I ain't going to sing it, but y'all know it. That song just started resonating in my spirit all the way home. And on the way home, the devil didn't stop. This car. I pulled out in front of a car. I had plenty of room because I'm a very safe driver. And the man that was in the car stopped sticking his middle finger up at me and just would not stop. I looked in the rear mirror. His finger was up at me. Then he passed my car, stuck his head out the window and stuck his finger up again. Again, I got on the interstate about ran me off the road. So I said, you know what? The Lord must really want me to teach this class today how to deal with unresolved issues. That was one of the issues that I had to deal with. But the Lord allowed me to have that song in my heart until I got home. And you know what? When I got there, I was fine. All that spirit of anger and, and, and get that was in me and being upset and all of that, it left. So God is real. I'm telling you. Number three, be at your best spiritually and emotionally. Because the pain of the feet really can just snap you at, out of out of your conference zone, it can snap your strength. And that's what happened to me. It just, all of a sudden, my energy just left because of what was going on that day. Just simply by going to get some lunch and coming home, the image just, just showed up. You know, so sometimes it can just snap your strength when something like that happens all of a sudden. You know, work daily, 
towards being the most complete and healthy person you can be to develop a healthy habits and and healthy ways you know uh, i often talk about making sure you have a good devotion to time making sure you get plenty of sleep and exercising because if i hadn't done all those things the other day i don't know where i would be i probably been doing the crazy the crazy stuff they was been doing the rest of the day because when you allow the enemy to use you and get angry then anger will come back to you and all kind of stuff you would beginning to see so what i seen with that incident was when i got angry with the lady and got in the car then the lord i'm not the lord but the enemy had one of his wimps come out to try to act crazy towards me just to make the situation worse. So I had to have sense enough to know what was going on instead of me putting my finger up at the person and acting like a foolish idiot on the highway and get killed. I chose to become, not look at the person, keep moving and moving forward. And that's what I did. And so I, I you know, I had to pass a test on this week. So you can too. So don't think you can't. Okay. So all these things I'm telling you, just do it. If your body it's the temple of the Holy Ghost, then act like it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Okay. Number four, don't be afraid to talk about your scabs. That's why I'm talking about my scabs today. That's happened to me this week. It was a scab. You know, I was very upset with that little old lady. You know, I was just thinking and seeing all kinds of stuff. And the Lord said, no, just calm down, leave it alone. So I, that's what I did. So what you need to do, number four, don't be afraid to talk about your scabs, even if people reject you. Don't don't worry about it. Understand that healing is a process and it will often leave scars and bruises. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about the hurt. Don't be afraid to talk about what happened to you and, and just learn to heal and learn to communicate. Even that just as earlier as say today, somebody may have been offended about something. Talk about it to somebody. If you can't talk about it, to, you know, with that person, find somebody you can talk about, somebody somebody you can talk to, somebody that you trust and, and just get it out instead of you holding on to it in your heart, holding on to it in your mind, because it just makes it worse because it's going to cause stress and all kinds of other illnesses in your body. And we don't want that, do we? No, we ain't having that. Number five, don't run. So if you can't master if you feel like you can't master this unresolved issue, don't run from it. Don't retreat. Stand still till you see the salvation of, of God. Be secure. Don't stop being a hypocrite and being controlling and being angry and being bitter. Allow things to develop over time. Standing still and, you know, takes patience, but stand still anyway. That's what I had to do the other day. I had to stand still and still of me acting crazy like both of those people that was acting crazy toward me. I had to learn to stand still. And when I did that, God began to help me and give me and gave me what I needed to calm myself down. Number six, don't worry when you have done all you can. When you have done your best, don't worry. Take care of yourself. Stay busy working in the kingdom of God. Stay busy taking care of other people so you won't start doing the foolish stuff I've seen those other two people do to me. See, the reason people do stuff like that, they have some unresolved issues. That lady hollered and screamed at me like that because I wasn't in the right parking space. I guess she felt like I was taking something from somebody else because somebody took something from her. 
the young, the young gentleman that stuck his finger up at me, somebody evidently pulled out in front of him one day and almost made him have an accident. So he, you know, did that to me. And then you think about all these mass shootings that we've had. Those people that kill people can just actually get a gun, shoot up people they don't even know, go into school system. The ones, one that just happened last week where they killed seven people, a young man killed seven people and his father signed for him to get the guns before he was 21 years old had some resolve, unresolved issues. And then it finally came out. He had depression. He even had suicide uh, tendencies and either thought about, talked about killing his parents. And so those were unresolved issues. So they just go out and just kill up folk. So that's why I feel like it's just very important for us to deal with these issues because you're going to either crash or burn or you're going to get delivered. And we want you to get delivered. So remember, you ain't got to do all that foolish stuff. Stop doing it. You know, get your mind on something else so you can help somebody else. And God will continue to bless you. Well, that's going to do it this week for this week's episode. I'm so glad that you came in to join in with me again today. Please join me every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love to see you in the place. And be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel and click the notification button. Tell somebody about us. Because remember, we ain't got no time for tears and fears. But we got time for to live, thrive, and live a victorious life. Because what? Wisdom is the principal thing. And all that getting, get an understanding. So you can what? Live a victorious life. Thank you guys for joining me. See you next week. Love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.